Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee faithfully served the Lord for more than seven decades, co-laboring with Watchman Nee in China in the first half of the 20th century, before continuing his ministry in Taiwan, later in America, and eventually over the entire earth. He spoke these life study messages before thousands of people, and much of his speaking has been published as over 400 titles. These life studies are perhaps his most significant work, taking 21 years for him to complete, and we're happy today to be able to bring you selected portions from those messages. If you'd like to find out more about his ministry, about the life studies themselves, and Living Stream Ministry, please visit our website, lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now let's join today's program. We're here again today with Ron Kangas. Ron, as always, it's a joy to have you with us and to fellowship about these life study messages from Genesis. Today, we continue in Genesis chapter 6 and a development of grace and flesh. Would you give our listeners a brief background of the situation that we have with Noah and how we can possibly see a comparison to our own situation today? The Lord himself said in the Gospels that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So we have a solid basis in the Lord's word for pointing out there is in fact a comparison. The comparisons are many, a fleshly living, living in a drugged or doped situation, oblivious to what God is doing, living for the moment, violence. Surely we live in a violent time. The invasion of the evil spirits. There is much today that indicates that the enemy is seeking to infiltrate more and more. So this study of the time of Noah is in a very real sense a study of our own time. And what Noah needed in his experience, we also need, that we may know how to live godly and righteously and soberly, doing the work of God according to his economy in this evil generation. Thank you, Ron, for that introduction. Now, let's join Witness Lee as he discusses the battle between the flesh and grace in Genesis chapter 6. Satan, sin, and death are still meeting here in the flesh. What is flesh? Flesh is the meeting hall of Satan. Now, what is grace? Grace is just God himself enjoyed by you to face the situation of flesh. Finding grace to meet the need in time. What element causes us to need the grace? Flesh. Let me tell you, I am fully sympathizing with you young people. Because I have passed through all the human experience. I realized oh, how much we are in the flesh. Once I got mad with the Lord. I said, Lord, why you wouldn't take away my flesh? 
And eventually, he showed me, in a sense, I needed the flesh. Why? The flesh is the very factor that compels me to come to the throne. I cannot do anything with this flesh. What should I do? Go to the throne of grace. Come to the throne of grace. Oh, something you cannot do, but somewhere you can go to. That is the throne of grace. Let me tell you, if you read the New Testament quite well, you could see where the flesh is, there is grace. Come to the throne of grace for the sake of flesh. We need the grace because all the time flesh is here. Flesh is the very presence of the devil and grace is the very presence of God. For us to face the presence of Satan, we need the presence of God. And this is grace. Flesh is the presence of Satan. We have something versus this. That is grace. The presence of God. Do you think you can overcome Satan? Do you think you can deal with Satan? Forget about that. Satan is much greater than we are. Satan is greater. God is the greatest. Hallelujah. Satan is here, so we need God to be here. We have to say, Lord, you know your enemy is right here. You have come to sandwich me against you. This is grace. Where flesh is, there is grace. God is sovereign. He's wise and he's sovereign. He leaves the flesh here. It's still so useful to us. Day and night, this little flesh helps us to turn to the tongue of grace. So when we will get matured, when we will get raptured, we will turn to the little flesh, Little fresh, your time is over. You can go home. <laughs> Thank you. Now, before the rapture, before the maturity in life, I still need you, little fresh. Not to damage me, but to force me to come to the throne of grace. Ron, let's interrupt at this point. This exposition on flesh versus grace is very good. Would you elaborate on how these two items are related? I am very impressed and deeply touched by Brother Lee's exposition here. He points out that the flesh is actually a meeting place, a meeting hall for Satan, sin, and death. The flesh, we may say, is the presence of Satan. It's Satan practical, it's Satan objective, it's Satan in our experience along with sin and death. How to face such a situation? How to overcome this kind of dreadful meeting taking place in our flesh? We need grace. And Brother Lee defines grace as God himself enjoyed by us so that we may face the situation of the flesh. We believe our God is on the throne, sovereign and majestic, but we have a problem in our very flesh. A God merely far away cannot help us with the flesh. 
We need the triune God as grace. Grace is God himself in Christ as the Spirit, supplied to us in the way of enjoyment so that we may face our actual situation. If we realize this, then we can get from the Scriptures a whole new appreciation of grace as the presence of God, enabling us to triumph over the flesh as the presence of Satan. This is a remarkable word. May it not fall on dull ears. May we pray concerning it to receive and enjoy and experience the triune God as our grace. Thank you, Ron. Let's return as Witnessly explains that grace produced righteousness in Noah, which enabled Noah to walk righteously. And by this righteous walk, God was well pleased with Noah and granted him revelation of God's judgment on the earth and his plan to build the ark. Where flesh is, there is grace. And where grace is, the issue of grace will be there. What the issue of grace? Righteousness. Even Romans 5.17 puts these two things together. We have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Righteousness always goes with grace. May I say this? Not one of the husbands is right with the wife without grace. Not one wife is right with the husband without the grace. As a husband, if I find grace, surely I'll be right with my wife. Grace issues in righteousness. It is by grace, the power of grace, the strengthening of grace, the life of grace. It is by this grace that we can be right with God. And we can be right with one another. Grace produces righteousness. This righteousness not only became a boost to Noah, but also a boast to God. God can boast of Noah's righteousness to his enemy. God can boast to that crooked, perverted generation of Noah's righteousness. And Noah's righteousness strengthens God's standing to execute his judgment over the ungodly generation. Noah finding the grace Walking with God by faith, inheriting righteousness, surely God was more than happy with him. God was happy with Noah. So God opened up himself to Noah. So Noah not was only one walking with God, but also he became one Building the ark. The ark was the salvation. The salvation by that time was built up by Noah. He worked with God and he built the ark. How he did it? Firstly, by receiving the revelation. He received God's revelation. He was one with God. He was walking with God. God was happy with him. So God opened up God's heart to Noah. 
Oh, the word of people by that time, they were just, I use the word, doped, blinded, veiled. Look at today's situation. It is exactly the same. Today, all the world of people are money lovers, self lovers, pleasure lovers, but not God lovers. They all got doped by their lust, by the worldly things. They don't know where they are. They don't know where they will go. They don't know how it shall come to them. It was exactly the same in the ancient day. But Noah was with God. With God, he saw the real situation. Because God revealed to him all his secrets. And God told him that God would only tolerate that evil generation for another 120 years. God will wipe out all the living things on this earth. And God told Noah clearly what to do. To build an ark. I tell you, this was a revelation. Brothers and sisters, in this today, we are under the same kind of revelation. We are not people veiled. We are not people blinded by today's pleasures. Are we? Surely we are not. We surely know where we are now. We surely know what the Lord will do with this generation. We surely know where shall we go, where shall we be. We are clear about everything. We are now building the ark. We are building the ark. Not only for ourselves, not only for our own salvation, but for the salvation of others. Brothers and sisters, what are you doing here? Right. We are building. Building the ark. Building salvation to accomplish God's purpose. Even while we are meeting here, we are building. We are not only calling on the name of the Lord that we may enjoy all his riches. We are not only living, begetting, and walking with God. We are also finding grace and receiving the revelation and building. We are building here. Praise God. We are building. Well, Ron, would you say more about the connection between grace, faith, righteousness, and doing God's work? Let me try to make the connection this way. Grace, faith, and righteousness actually are all God himself. Faith, really, is God infusing himself into us as our ability to believe in him. Faith is not some natural capacity we have to trust in God. Faith is God infused into us, believing in us, that is, in our being, and for us, that is, with us and even in our place. This faith brings in grace, which also is God himself, for our experience and enjoyment. The issue of grace imparted into us through faith is righteousness in two aspects. First, 
we are approved by God according to His divine standard of righteousness. It's a judicial righteousness. Second, based upon the judicial aspect, it is Christ Himself as righteousness living in us in a practical way so that we may have a life justified by God. When we enjoy and experience the Lord as faith, as grace, and as righteousness, and thereby truly become one with Him, then we are able, in this oneness, to work according to Him, that is, to do His work. Now, finally, on this matter of doing God's work, there are four phases or aspects. First, Noah received the revelation. He did not work according to his own concept or opinion, but according to the divine secret unfolded to him by God. Second, he received the word of God and believed in the word of God. He believed what God told him about what God was to do and about what Noah should do. Third, Noah became a preacher of righteousness. He confronted his generation with the word of righteousness. And all of this issued in his crucial work of preparing or building the ark for the salvation of himself, his wife, his sons, and their wives. So here we have a remarkable intrinsic revelation of how we enjoy God as our faith to believe in him, enjoy him as grace to be supplied by him, enjoy him as righteousness so that we may be approved by him, all issuing in a work of God according to God, carried out in oneness of God for the interests of God and the glory of God. This is what God needs among us today. May we respond to him with a hearty and strong amen and much prayer and exercise of spirit. Ron, may we all have this same response. Let's return now to our conclusion as Witness Lee explains that because Noah heard God's word, he believed and was strengthened to live righteously and to build the ark. Here's Witness Lee. Now, received the revelation. Right away, he believed in the Word of God. In the Bible, to believe is always to believe in the Word. In that generation, nothing was righteous there. Everything was a violence. Violence includes robbing, killing, murdering, fornication, but not praise righteousness. Telling people you have to write with God. You have to write with others. You have to write even with yourself. Otherwise, one day, God's righteous judgment will come. I do believe Noah suffered a lot of mocking. He praised this kind of righteousness for 120 years. He received the revelation, he believed in the word, and he praised, and he prepared the ark. While he was preaching, he was building. My, those 120 years were a marking time to him. People would come, Noah, what are you doing? Are you building a house for your grandson? 
No, no. I'm building an ark. What do you mean? Oh, the flood will come. Crazy. <laughs> you just forget about your children. You forget about your grandchildren. You just build a nonsense here. Build an ark. 300 feet long. 50 feet wide. 30 feet high. With three stories. Only one skylight toward the heavens. Ridiculous. What are you doing here? The flood will come? Crazy. Who told you this? If you were there, and if you were Noah, would you do this? I'm afraid even your dear wife would say, Dear, don't do it. <laughs> Look at the people. No one would do this. Why you have to do this? You consider those 120 years, you would realize it was not so easy for Noah to get through. After he prepared the ark, one day, while the sky was still clear, God told Noah, enter into the ark and bring your wife and bring your children, three sons and three daughters-in-laws. The day when Noah entered into the ark with all the living things. The sky was still clear. People would say, look at these crazy people. What are they doing? They don't care for everything. They drop everything. They forsake everything. They just went into the ark. The Lord Jesus even said, man by that time, eating, drinking, marrying, and giving to marriage. They didn't know. Out of a sudden, the water came. The flood came. But Noah and his folks were in the ark. Protected, kept, reserved, and saved. Ron, I don't see how anyone could not be touched by this word today. All that Noah endured to carry out God's will. I have a question. How does this environment of mocking and criticism illustrate or apply to our own situation today? Recall our reference to the Lord's word in the beginning of my comments. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. As Noah was mocked, God's children today will also be mocked and criticized. And I would say for two reasons. The mockers, they have no vision, no divine understanding, because they're drugged, utterly absorbed in the fleeting pleasures of sin and the indulgence of the flesh. So when they hear something of God and from God, they mock, they despise, they criticize. Unfortunately, even believers, when they're living in the flesh, may mock the things of God. Second, we know from the book of Galatians that just as Ishmael, who signifies the product of the flesh, mocked Isaac, who signifies the child born of promise according to grace, mocking is an instance of the flesh opposing the spirit and the flesh opposing grace. 
So there will be mocking because of blindness and ignorance, and there will be mocking because the flesh mocks the things of grace. Let the mockers mock, despise, and criticize. The day will come when we will enter into today's ark. The corporate Christ is our salvation, and be conveyed by this marvelous ark into a new age, an age of righteousness and kingdom with our wonderful Lord. Amen. Too, too many parallels run between Noah's situation and our own. I hope that it can be said of us, as well as he, that we found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.